Hello, Swords and Sound. My fan invades once again with its own <laughs> white noise. It's amazing how I have this sound when I sleep, and yet I still cycle through different, like, bedtime playlists of, like, rain sounds or literal white noise or what have you. Um, I was like the Tibetan bulls. Tibetan? Tibetan? I don't know. I think that's why I hesitated to say it in the first list. Like, you you could see the wheels turning by the, the slight pause. Because I don't know. And it's because I've heard it both ways. I'm getting defensive. I don't need to. Getting defensive is kind of something I want to talk a bit about here, I guess. But this summer has been a lot of me slowing down in certain ways. Because, like, with anxiety, your brain's speeds things up it just it's kind of by nature very just future oriented it's like worried about what will happen what could happen um all these ifs and depression not to be too reductive <laughs> or at risk of being reductive this is again that, that's a prime example like i i lead so many things with caveats before i say them out of fear out of anxiety that like i'll be misunderstood or something and that's not really a way to live life because then are you ever expressing yourself if you're just kind of giving it no personal substance? I don't know. Even though that is of itself is an expression of anxiety. Uh, I, I digress. Uh, that depression tends to be more rooted in the past. It tends to have nostalgic effects. Although as someone with depression, chronic depression, I don't have sad thoughts anymore because I, I've unpacked my relationship with the past to a very large degree um, or how I relate to that kind of element of time and so it's just still very physical so that's why I say it, it, I know it's reductive but just if you wanted some kind of easy concept there you go <laughs> um, but anxiety is something that I've never quite found my way around and POV trying to outthink your mental illness when you're mentally ill when when you have an active disability that's so crazy um anyway <laughs> here I am Woo. but yeah no basically I think the way that it kind of got through to me is that when I talk in circles, I not only filter myself to an absurd degree, which was the first reckoning for me, was that I didn't talk about myself with friends because I was worried that they find it annoying, that they didn't want to know about me, which is only reflective of my own insecurity, and it doesn't allow people close to me the chance to connect with me in the ways that I so deeply want to connect with them, and it does have to be mutual for both of you to feel it that strongly. Um, and so that was me kind of breaking down these points. Part of why I started the podcast was so that it could just be like, yeah, like here, here are things about me because I have such severe trust issues where I'm just like, are you just saying that to be polite? And now I'm getting into the point of like, I just need to take people's word for it. If they just want to, if they say outright, they want to know about me. Or if they just ask questions, if they just show that interest, if they do it with other forms of communication, then I should trust that. I don't have to overthink it. Um, 
and in a way this is something that like my my little tumblr revelation at the age of like 12 or 13 is that when people ask me how i am that is something where i will always be honest i will always be like yeah i'm pretty tired like it's been a tough day it's been rough whatever and honestly that in turn just became like a good practice for me because it shows for a nervous individual like myself it became a good practice because I just let people know where I was at and it was kind of in a way its own precursor so it's like oh I'm tired so if I'm not as energetic or not as excitable I, like it's not you it's me I swear like that kind of thing which you know all these crutches I developed but I do think it is personally I do not see any fault with answering honestly because I wouldn't I I will only ask you questions if I genuinely am interested um and I just hope that that's what becomes the norm and if nothing else people around me will know that because that's how I treat things that is how I wish to be spoken to as well um I do think this is a thought that I haven't fleshed out. I don't even think I've noted down in any particular way. But not that I note down any of these podcasts. Well, I did, I think, for, for the second season before I speak. But it's the idea that you kind of say less over time with people, not only because you're like, oh, I know everything. Because you, like, you don't. You don't really know minutia how things change whatever um but it's because you kind of understand maybe the implications but it's like so much of relationships is developing language with others and it's very content based in that way and with some friendships or some ways relationships with people you're just you spend so long gaining that index and then that index becomes a thing itself it's like your own in-group your own inside jokes all of that is what contributes to this and side note in like romantic relationships um when they talk about how communication is the most important thing because or conflict resolution communication it's because in order to have a very dynamic relationship i guess it's not reserved for romantic it's just people that you see the most in your life and it tends to be applied most to romantic but if like that meta on commentary on process isn't included then you'll always be bashing heads when you argue because you so much want to and it's kind of sweet in a really messed up way because it's just you both want to introduce the other into your world so bad that it feels personal when you're misunderstood when it's just not the case at all um yeah, it's not personal to, like, have differences, but when you're trying to, like, build a life with someone, like, maybe even with a roommate, where it's just, you have that flow, and maybe you get really attached, um, you're just trying to get as close to them as possible, like, mind meld, almost, and in a kind of <laughs> misleading way that's very sweet, um, but, oh lord, I sat up and I lost my train of thought. I should have stood like down. But, anyway. 
I'm trying to learn how to communicate with myself, it would seem. Because, quite genuinely, to get back to the initial point, anxiety has dictated so much (laughs) of that for me. Where, like I said, like, it was genuine form of expression to always have that kind of prelude to anything. Whereas, like, I'm gonna say this thing, but, like, know that I can think of this other perspective. Because I need you to know that I'm capable. I need you to know that I have other trains of thinking, that I can access those, and that for some reason this is still what I'm thinking. Which is, like, uh, it's not silly because it's, like, just, it was so a part of my thinking and it was a way for me to feel comfortable. But it's it's very much a band-aid because I still have to jump through all of these (laughs) hoops just to get to a basic thought. And... Um, so yeah, genuine expression is very confusing for me. And then then also the idea of authenticity in general, I've (laughs) I've alluded to, I think, on multiple occasions in the podcast. It's just a strange concept altogether. But it's, for me, it's without going through this filtration system and no longer really wanting to identify with that. Because being able to have excess speech on why I can think like this. I, I, like, I could do, like, whatever. It doesn't... Like, it really doesn't add anything. Because it kind of shuts the other person down where they're, like, spoken for also. And that's not... That's not conducive to conversation. That's not conducive to getting to know someone. And because I care so much about people, I care so deeply about my relationships with a stranger on the street, with anyone I converse with. Um, it means the world to me, <laughs> honestly. Like, I, I was at the Evie Organic today, and I just got a little sandwich that I get sometimes, and the girls at the counter were talking about, like, period apps, because they were saying, like, oh, I just found out that mine, like, sends data to the government, because to, like, and it support, supports abortion bans. And so they were talking about finding a new one. And then when I came up, she was like, did you hear this? Like, did you know about this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think the one that I use doesn't. Um, I'm pretty sure it's called Clue. You should look into it. And then we just had, like, a little shame. She was like, oh, what else? And it just meant so much to me that she was, like, the kind of person that just just turns, opens, includes someone. And so, yeah, it just meant those just little things just mean so much to me because I just care a lot (laughs) and so when you realize that your whole life you've kind of been shoving people out or shutting them down very inadvertently uh it's hard to grapple with because like you think it's hard to find out you're going against your values when you on on a pretty grand scheme because it's what you tied to them and it's, it's just a reckoning you know and yeah so (laughs) but sometimes when you get so used to that process of like spiraling before speech it can be hard to pivot and I think it's kind of confusing though because I am very good off the cuff but I think that's because it connects more to my my ability to understand other perspectives is very strong and that's just something, again, because I care about people, because I'm so interested in them, that just comes naturally to me. That's not really anxiety-related, I do not think. Um, <laughs> maybe everything is, who knows. Um, but I'm trying to act in spite of it, not just 
to subsist off my crutches. Uh, to actually heal, not to just use them. Like, gotta let go, you gotta put the foot down, take the cast off, everything. And... Yeah, so I'm still good at, like, adjusting, at reading people, at empathizing, being sympathetic, uh, without taking on dangers of empathy, taking on other people's emotions, feeling them for them, perpetuating things, keeping them where they are instead of letting them move past it because now you're stuck into it, now you've made it about yourself, that's iffy. Like, when people like, call themselves an empath, that tends to be the, the vibe, and I say, oh, I'm actually good. Um, but it's important to be able to, like, obviously, access other people's perspectives, so it's... It's a fine line. <laughs> Hairstyles. I'm just trying really hard not to say that. Um, so, yes. Anxiety crutch, get rid of bits, blah, 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 path, getting rid of my cycle, circles of thoughts does not mean that I, honestly, honestly, it makes switching thoughts a lot easier, because I'm not so worried about everything I have to say, and I honestly wonder now that I'm saying this out loud, if it's partially because of all the, like, business communications, presentations, I've been, classes, and then presentations within other courses that I've been doing where throughout school I very seldom had to do presentations because you know like liberal arts degree individualized study I wasn't doing business I wasn't doing anything where I really had to like be a personality outside of my writing uh so (laughs) lord where was that going Oh, so I would just always, but because I was so used to, like, the information speaking for me, when it came time to present, this was very authentic, it was just not the most helpful or accessible, but I would just throw as much information out there as possible in the same way that I add all these caveats, and I found that you're just really supposed to unpack style, and we all have the same content, we can all be given the same information about how you deliver it, and so trying to figure out how I deliver things which just means there's a lot of awkward pauses which makes this as genuine as I get right now because it's a learning curve and I know that it always will be but I hope that someday just as certain like notifications in my mind are where I'm like oh I have the urge to eat this thing we know what that means emotionally let's get to it before like the spirals or something like that's very automatic in my brain now to the point that unless I'm in a very bad place, which I kind of have been this year, honestly, um, I, I can just act on that very automatically. So hopefully with communication, I'll eventually be able to do this verbal oral communication. I'll be able to do that as well. Um, it's killing me that I'm forgetting things. And I think that's part of it. That's another thing that this has helped me to do, is relinquish that idea of, you know, control. Or, like, the false notion of control, because we can't really control everything, or anything. God, that's what I meant. And it's just like, ah, I'll forget things, and sometimes I'll stitch little memos on if if I feel like it's a big point to communicate, but otherwise it's just kind of peace, like someone doesn't see you as capable if they're like oh ah, ha, ha she forgot this thing then like bro fuck off that's not you like this is 
it's not what this is. And even if it were, what I, I don't care. Like, if that's what you get off to, being the bigger person, one-upping another, then good for you. Cool. And honestly, if nothing else, like, if you are being so, if you're just, like, excited about the fish, then I would love to learn. Then I would love so wholeheartedly nothing more than to be like, oh my god, we have this thing in common, like, tell me all you know about it. Um, so maybe it's just an opportunity to connect. And there have been instances like that where someone will be like, oh, I know that. and then I'll just still shut them down, even though we have the same interests. I was like, oh, I know that, I just forgot to say that, and they'll be like, oh, okay. And I just, like, in my brain, I just don't realize that I'm doing that, and it's so upsetting. (laughs) So I'm trying to rectify those behaviors, trying to develop more notifications, as I said before, which is not an incorrect term, but now that it's just so closely associated with the phone, it feels bizarre. Um, Oh, Lord. I almost got something I wanted to say control where we talk about time time feels funny lately it's getting better we should pause this for a second okay i'll do that oh, i dyed my hair today um my favorite ice cream shop is closed um so i dyed my hair you know that's the normal thought process and then i got an ice cream bar because i deserve it so why not but yeah, and it's so hard not to just apologize for not showing up as I see fit. So difficult. Like, I had to not do that today. Oh, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Is taking things. I don't remember at what part, so I cannot loop it back. I'm so sorry. Just if you follow my thought, then you follow my thought. Um. But moving more slowly with... So there's... I've made so many new friends this summer. And one of the new friends I made, like, at the beginning... I guess it was technically still spring. But we were hanging out. And afterwards, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I wasn't as, like, energetic as I'd like to be. Or, like, it was, it was something along those lines. I don't remember the exact instance. And he was kind of just, like, surprised. He was like, what? Like, I had no idea. Uh, okay. <laughs> And to me, like, I, it, it did give me the opportunity to explain to him that he was like, oh, you don't have to apologize. I'm like, yeah, but I, it felt out of alignment for me. And so this is also for me when I apologize. So that way it holds, I hold myself accountable and you can know that this is how I want to show up and, like, hold me accountable as well. Um, because I think people tend to think it's, like, I don't trust them to kind of raise a flag when they have a problem and it's not that like I like obviously I don't know someone else especially with a new person I don't know their mind better than them (laughs) so I like I don't I don't know what will hurt them and hopefully that's the reason why someone's ever why you ever apologize because you don't know that what you did hurt them and apologies difficult discussions are just opportunities to become closer it's like what I said before where if you're talking to someone you get into a disagreement you take it personally it's kind of silly because of course you guys have different opinions and that conversation sorry for the knuckles um one of my best friends in this life she hates it so much and i'm doing it anyway 
I don't think she listens to this question mark. I don't think I ever sent it to her yet. Um, crazy how that works. But, what was I saying? Knuckle cracking. No. Slow time. Oh, apology. <laughs> Disagreement. Disagreements are a chance to get to know the other person better. And not to change them, just to accept that they operate differently. And to know how to communicate with them in a way that's natural to you as well. It's not to change how you are, it's to create that index better. To create that rovery, that lazy Susan of spices to pull from with each dish, each conversation you cook up. Oh lord. (laughs) Um... One of my pet peeves is when people mix metaphors, so I really try and go for ones, even when I shouldn't, uh, even when it just delves into the worst depths of my mind. Um, so yeah, just always an opportunity. Uh, but sometimes, like, from that same friendship, I've learned to take things a lot more slowly, because, like, I, as, as I say, all the, we get it, I love people, whoa, um, but when I make a new friend, I want to see them, like, all the time, I'm like, oh my god, you're so cool, I want to absorb everything in your brain, whatever, it's so fun, so, like, it's just, it's just so new, like, it's just instant, it's honestly instant gratification in a way, I speed up a lot of friendships to that point, and then they'll, like, fizzle out. And then we just see each other every once in a while. It's like, oh, cool. You're the same. And that's such a sad thing. Because this is, like, such a genuine connection rushed to something that's mimicked by social medias. That's heartbreaking. And I didn't. Uh, that's something I also just didn't really realize I was doing. That I was just absorbing people. I was just absorbing people to some degree. And I was like, honestly, like, let's just hang out, like, in a week. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I think it also just showed me that I was relying, especially at that point in this year, I was just relying on new people to feel better um, in a tough spot. Instead of actually dealing with their problems. And it's not that you shouldn't reach out to community, but it was definitely to the point of, like, I, I was being ignorant of my own issues and it was to nearing death it was detrimental to me so yeah it was a wake-up call and that's something that was very hard for me and took like weeks honestly for me to like figure out and I'm very grateful that he is such a patient person and is someone that takes it slow like life life in general um as well as friendship like most of his friends, like childhood high school friends, only a few from college. And I was like, oh, like that's so interesting. Um, so just very, very grateful to have met him at such a great time. And especially because that was before even my master's program began. And now that I've been making friends in the master's program, I, I can slow down or even outside. Because um, there's this one friend, we've only hung out twice properly, one was kind of impromptu, like the time we met. And each time it's been like two weeks apart. And the last time we hung out, 
uh, uh, there's this weekend uh, we went to like a few bakeries out along the water and afterwards I wrote about her um and I was like wow it felt so good and then next time I saw a long term friend I was like I'm gonna and I hadn't seen her in a few weeks because she was traveling I came home and I wrote about her too and I was like oh it just a lot more processes and you you understand the impact of this index of this vocabulary that you're building you're not just doing it as like you're not just doing it for the sport for the sake of communication it's that balance of like meaning being accumulated more naturally versus like the ability to play with someone on that level which is very fun and very cool but it, it should be a combination and that's something that I'm just learning um and it's great to learn that and a lot of this stuff feels simple but it's kind of weird because with anxiety you go to such extreme depths with all of your beliefs with every single thing you think you have to look at it from every angle there's such in-depth or at least for me there's such in-depth analysis so that way I can be seen as the most capable be seen as like all-knowing to some degree um because then if someone leaves it's not my fault Ooh, send a John Mulaney quote um not John Mulaney specifically kind of fuck that dude um but his interview with Ooh, was it Stephen Colbert? Because he's friends with Steph Myers, but I feel like it might have been Stephen Colbert at this interview, but they're talking about his anxiety, and then, I think it was Stephen, who was like, so, is your anxiety the reason that you don't want anyone to really, you don't want anybody to ever really know you? And he was like, ooh, I'm gonna have to unpack that one. And at the time I was like, ah ha ha, this means something, and I can feel it, but I don't quite get it yet. Not get it. Um, and it's really, it's like, nobody really knows me, um, which is, I, then they can't leave me. And I'm anxious about people leaving me, especially if they've been there for a long time. So when you have all these kind of like half baked friendships, not that they think sometimes friendships are for seasons and that they serve such a wonderful purpose and that can never be replaced and should never be lessened. Um, but when I speed run them in a way that I'm very ashamed of, honestly, uh, not that I knew it consciously, but now that I do, it's like, oh, that's so saddening to me. (laughs) And it's all just because I was afraid. Like I, I was me being cowardly, me being insecure. And it's not about it. I made it so much about me. Like, when you frame it and, like, oh, someone's going to leave me, then it's about, you're making it about you, and shouldn't it be about this relationship? And things are always going to change, even if someone's in your life forever. It's going to change, because you both will. And that's okay. So, yes, anxiety. It's because of anxiety I don't want people to know me. And the way that I do that is by being somewhat omnipotent or acting as though I am. Um... But because of that, like, (laughs) deep dive very much into self, because like I said, this is all about me on some level, and I, it it bothers me a lot. Me, me, me. Oh my goodness. Uh, But it means that I've never been able, and also as an introvert, (laughs) not uh, to use that as a crutch, because I've become a very social person as I've unlearned a lot of these behaviors. 
but it just means that I never got to analyze such seemingly simple things as all of this, um, and taking it slow, and like I said, seasons of time, and so seasons move differently, and some of these friendships, some, like, the one, like, the ones that I've had this summer, this is probably the most in-depth their friendship will get, just meaning every week, every other week, for the summer, like, people going out of town, coming back, seeing us, seeing the other one we can, like, that's, it's gonna be the, the bulk of it, like, we're all going different, so many of these people, we're going different ways, that's what my message, we're going different ways, and August, well, they're, I'm leaving, they're leaving, we both are, you know, and hopefully it stays around in some form for a while, and then maybe one day we'll be in a similar place, in the same, like, city again, and then it changes more, and it was, it's been beautiful at every stage, it's just different, and that's something I so truly believe, because I know since graduating college, I've been a little nostalgic, which is weird for me. Um, like I said, I don't think about the past that often, <laughs> which is why my depression tends to be pretty isolated to the physical. Um, and I also just don't find the thought of the past depressing anymore. It's the other end of that. Um, and even, I, I keep remembering random instances, like today, when you have a random instance in a grocery store, it just reminds me of other ones I've had in my life, and those were so important to me. And the idea is a show that I've talked about on here, uh, and so much in life, called 2521, and something that kind of hit me with the one rewatch I did that I didn't quite latch onto the first time was the idea that, like, like the mom seemed, forgot a memory that was so beloved to her in the moment and her daughter's like what how could you forget that that's so important and it was important and forgetting it is okay because it just adds to such a joyous subconscious such a fortitude that allows you to go forward in ways that you wouldn't before and just because you you couldn't trace it back if you tried because you just can't remember it doesn't mean it didn't have that impact and that's for better or for worse with everything in life, but it's just a nice thought that that means that, like, putting effort, putting kindness into any situation will never go unnoticed to some degree, because it'll, it'll always rear its head, you know? <laughs> and it's just, it's just wonderful, and I'm so glad that I, I get to reap the benefit of other people's past lovers, past lives, past cashiers, you know, past just interactions, I, I, I get to feel, I, you, you get to feel all that life, and by taking it slower, it also means that each of these interactions feels so expansive, it feels so much deeper and richer than just, like, trying to cover all the bases of this new index, it feels like you can, you can explore language together, you can explore the world and so many cool things, even if they're not also linguistic nerds like me, but that's fine. Um, and I am nervous, I'm so, so nervous, but then the way that I would usually do, deal with that is band-aid crutch, run into, like, just be super clever, make all these jokes, whatever. Um, and so now I've been trying to, like, stay slow and trying to, like, 
keep engaged, and sometimes they'll be like, make eye contact, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going insane, eye contact, mine's gonna break, um, this feels so vulnerable, being vulnerable means they're gonna leave, ah, pain, and then I stay slow, in spite of it, and I'm so nervous that I, like, my voice will be shaking, and, like, my hand will literally be shaking, which is so strange, because the people who know me, I'm so confident, and when I present now, I'm so confident, with so much in life, I'm such a deeply, I'm so self-assured all the time, and then it's just, as soon as I'm vulnerable, as soon as I feel myself, like, getting attached in some way, it's just, I'm shaking, (laughs) and, yeah, so, like, this week, I was very nervous, because she's so, with this new friend, she's so cool, and, like, you shouldn't be a little nervous with your friends, you should think they're so cool, um, or at least you would hope, this may be what I say, no shoulds, my bad. Um, but I gave her the chance to reassure me, and I felt so much close to her because I felt so safe. I, like, it gave her the, being vulnerable, gave her the opportunity to get closer to me. Then it, that meant so much. And so I'm very grateful to that initial, that first friend of this season of life, I guess. Because without that, like, all of these subsequent people I've met, it would be completely different. And even, like I said, revisiting this one friendship that I've had for a year and a half now. Oh, so over a year and a half. Um, it, it strengthened that, and it made me approach it a little differently. And it was so nice to sit and, like, we both just sat in some, like, uncomfortable feelings of this time in our life. Not because we know each other, that's not the uncomfortable part anymore. But we can just feel safe knowing that we're in it together. And I was granted that opportunity as a result. And maybe, I hope that's a special feeling for everybody. But if it is because I was anxious, so anxious once and now I'm working on it, then... It's just that contrast that even shines a light on it more than I hope that I never lose that. And I I don't think I could. It's so wonderful. Um, People really, yeah, like I said, mean the world to me. Um, And so I'm trying to be brave. And I'm trying to be honest even when it means those anxious thoughts come of being left or things changing. Uh, button <laughs> then yeah giving people a chance to do as they will and asking for the grace to do the same and rather than taking either side personally or being like oh no this is the end of my life because <laughs> I can catastrophize in that way if I feel like I've slightly miscommunicated with someone then like continuing said and it also shows by acting differently and seeing how this one girl it feels weird calling her a girl she's a woman I'm a woman that's so crazy um but you know friendship so I'm gonna call her a girl because girlhood finding the beauty finding a childlike wonder in life forever <laughs> um what the fuck will I say? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're so sexy. Don't forget what you were saying all the, all the time. 
whatever it is, I'm sure you get the point. Um, because hopefully, by listening to me talk to you, this broad you, because I'm certainly not talking to me, um, I think we know who I'm talking to. <laughs> uh, who I'm always talking to. You. <laughs> then you get some things. You understand a little more about me and you can hold me accountable. Even if you're not the you I have in mind, then and maybe you understand, maybe we can communicate more. Oh, all I was going to say is seeing her act. Uh, you would not have gotten that point. It was very much in the middle. Um, but seeing her act differently means that then I know how to act differently for other people, you know? So if I feel like someone else is rushing because they're scared in the way that I used to, while I would use, while I would formally, like, mimic them almost because it felt natural because to me that was a soul tie. We're both rushing this, we're both treating this the same way. Obviously, we're, like, we're the same. This is great. In reality, it could be a chance for me to, like, help them see another way and it's not that one is better or worse than the other. I just like having those options can allow for more like authentic expression in any given moment. So now I can be like that one friend or the friend from earlier and I can slow down too. And I also kind of feel like it might already be happening because there is an instance today where after class I like you just walk and talk with like whoever you come out of class with and I was walking and talking with someone, and we usually have, like, such fun, like, high-paced repartee, and I was, like, I was slow with it today, like, I was out of it, yesterday was a tough day for me, um, I was really emotional, I was just feeling so many things, and then today, I was, I was thinking a lot about this kind of thing, and, like, with more specific implications with certain relationships in my life, but, and, and it was just, like, kind of hard when I was confronting a lot that I, I had been avoiding. The, the reason, I mean, if you're thinking about one thing here, I'm thinking about how I use this as a crutch or how I was being avoidant and diving into friendships, then I, I had to think about what I was avoiding, you know? And I had to be honest and I had to face my fears. And so I was just, I was a little more mellow today. And... He honestly, I, I don't know if he was disheartened or if he was just a bit whatever. And it took a lot in me. This is still like a new friendship. All of my peers are new friendships. Um, and I was so tempted to reach out and say either apologize or compensate by being like witty over like a messenger thing. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I can just let it be. I can like let that awkwardness hang just let it sit in the air. I've been trying to also, like, lean into awkward things more, um, and I want to see if there's more studies on this, but apparently that's a pretty, like, I, I mean, anyone in the world could be like, oh, that was awkward, that's cringe, but it's a pretty, like, uniquely American phenomenon to have it be so pervasive in a culture, and so just trying to be okay with that, be okay with being more awkward, because, like, and what, you know? I, I, it's kind of akin to, I think it was 2022, when my whole thing was nothing, I'm going to find nothing embarrassing. And embarrassment and awkwardness, I feel like, the, I mean, they're very different, but they certainly go hand in hand. 
and so this does just feel like a natural extension of that in a way and will be some something i'll ponder more soon oh it's past my bedtime i'm gonna upload this buenas noches love beams sorry distracted by spanish no sleep